let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. What's up, everybody? This is Jeff Sintel, Dog Nation. Welcome in for Before the Hedges. This is kind of our special national signing day. Excuse me. Let me get let me get the grammatics correct. Late signing day edition. If you're one of those cool kids out there, you know that the only thing that happens for Georgia football on late signing day is recently, in the past couple years, Georgia has picked up a five-star junior commitment. Not the senior class, but the junior class. I'm talking about Ellis Robinson the fourth in 2023, Barry Alexander in 2022. Um, waiting and see if that's going to happen today. That would be a continuation of the streak. But today was the old school national signing day in February. Late signing day is what I call it. There was a little bit of intrigue. Would Georgia get uh, the commitment? Would they have a late flip from Texas? Fantastic Texas five-star athlete. He throws. He had like 200 total touchdowns, 30 interceptions in his career. He stayed with Texas A&M. LSU and Georgia were kind of the other contenders there. But five-star athlete Terry Bussey chose to remain in Texas. Great personal story there as well. And that was kind of the only really storyline for dog fans, for Dog Nation, to kind of monitor a little bit. I, was, I wasn't expecting it to happen. I kind of wrote about it earlier this morning and the previous days. Is kind of, I kind of thought Georgia ending up with Terry Bussey was kind of like the dog's converting a 4th and 25 or a 4th and 30. Sure, they had a shot. Sure, there was still communication late, but not very likely to happen, especially when he didn't even see Athens, uh, didn't even take a visit to Athens until uh, late late January and late in this uh, signing class period. So really hard to make up that type of ground, especially in a home state school that you've been committed to for some time. Of course, that was kind of the last intrigue for the class. The real intrigue for the class is Georgia – Um, had all its dogs in the barn, all its dogs in the house way back in December, the traditional signing period. That's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to discuss uh, Georgia's 2024 class in detail. Uh, We've got some some of you guys that remember listening to Munson in the days gone by. Uh, I remember some advertisements and some spots where they talked about bulldog points of pride. And uh, we've got some of that for the 2024 class. Really kind of staggering uh, to think about everything that Georgia accomplished with the 2024 class. I think the 2024 class had one big question it had to answer in my mind's eye to determine whether or not that was unequivocally a success and especially a success given Kirby Smart's history on the recruiting trail and also This was a program that was the back-to-back defending national champions. We'll get into that. As the headline suggests, we're going to see how many position groups. I kind of wait until the final signing period is in and the final evaluations are in to kind of share my takes on how I think Georgia did position by position group in the 2024 class. We'll give out a few A-pluses. Any of you smart smart viewers out there that got an idea about, hey, who do you think is going to get an A-plus? Feel free to act like a Nostradagus right now and try to determine how many A-pluses you think by position the 2024 recruiting class deserves. We're going to have a little bit of news. Georgia did get a preferred walk-on commitment from Clinch County uh, athlete Jeremy Flight Bell. He was a preferred walk-on. He chose the dogs at 9.30 a.m. this morning. And then also Georgia got some big news for a four-star quarterback target. And also, this would not be a Dog Nation before the hedges without a Dog Nation conversation. 
and we have one of those with four-star freshman uh, All-American running back, running back Chauncey Bowens. Really great spirit, really great dude, really great young man to talk to. You guys will get a glimpse of uh, some of our conversation we had out in Texas with Chauncey. But right now, that's your rundown. Let's go big five time. Big five right here on Dog Nations before the hedge is brought to you by Kroger. Um, So what we're doing here is we're taking a look uh, at final grades for the 2021, for the 2024 recruiting class, excuse me. Um, And I just kind of wanted to kind of go – kind of fly by like what my thoughts are position by position for the 2024 class. Now here's the way I do it. Folks, this is the year 2024. We're now in basically the 2025 recruiting class. I kind of look at the recruiting class now as a, the transfer portal is an extension of that. It's an extension of recruiting. Uh, goodness knows Georgia recruits pretty hard for those young men that are in the portal to try and win those portal recruits. So when I look at Georgia's class, I do lump some of the transfer portal um, guys into the class because it's just really what Georgia's doing. That's the total scope of the recruiting effort for the roster. Let's start out on the offensive side of the ball here. Uh, pretty cool uh, starting out here with Ryan Puglisi. Uh, I'm giving the quarterbacks an A minus. I, I think uh, you got to look at Georgia's kind of history a little bit to know. Uh, you know, I think Ryan Puglisi ends up a top ten overall quarterback in the class. Uh, Gunnar Stockton was a number seven quarterback in his class. Carson Beck was somewhere around number fourteen or fifteen by the fi- by the final rankings of the 2022 cycle. And um, you know, Puglisi's right in that mix. Intangibles are off the charts for this young man. Uh, the fact that he never wavered in his commitment, and Georgia at one time had two top ten quarterbacks, top two uh, elite eleven quarterbacks. That would have been unheard of. That would have given the group an A plus. But still, really feel strongly that Ryan Puglisi is going to play some great football in Athens. His time will be coming as a dog. I've I've heard all the reports. You guys have seen some of the comments trickled out about Ryan's kind of moxie, his big arm, the mature way he carries himself, that um, undaunted, you know, kind of unfazed is kind of good words to describe Ryan right now. Not only with the big arm, he was a great baseball prospect as well. That's why I give that group an A-. minus. I think if, if you guys want to kind of figure out what you need to do to get a get an A+, you got to sign a five-star, I would say, or at least the top five quarterback target or maybe two – uh, lead 11 quarterbacks to get an A-plus. That's kind of the threshold right here. You see an A-plus already on the board. I think George's group, and here's where it stands out for me, I think they got a guy that can do a lot of different things. They've got uh, Dwight Phillips, who has a 10.23, 10.24 in the 100 meters. He's kind of going to be your James Cook archetype there um, out of Mableton, Georgia. He's not enrolled early. He's trying to trying to run a 10.10 or lower this spring during track season. And then you've got a, a thumper, a thunder guy in Chauncey Bowens who is so immensely strong over a 500-pound squat, over 635-pound deadlift. Uh, I think he's 385 on the bench, and he also runs the 100 meters in like 10.7. That's like everything you want for in that big. Uh, Going to be hard to get him on the ground back right there. You add in Nate Frazier, who's kind of the perfect combination of Phillips's speed and Bowens' power. Nate's about 5'9", about 210 pounds. Very charismatic, but a playmaker. Uh, got that 10'5 speed as well. Turn heads at the All-American Bowl. Folks, Georgia does not sign 
uh, three running backs in a class. That's never happened so far when Kirby Smart has been in Athens. So automatically you get a boost to the grade right there. And I think having three All-Americans said something to me historically in the class, especially someone with great speed, all of these guys are at least 10.75, 10.80 in the 100 or better. But then the way it gets to an A-plus is you add in Trevor Etienne, the four-star transfer out of Florida, one of the top transfers in the transfer portal this whole cycle. Trevor uh, takes this group to an A-plus. He's a guy that's played great football in the SEC, even by that, let's say, uh, porous Florida Gator offensive line at times. Uh, Trevor is a guy that, you know, his, he's got NFL bloodlines. His older brother, everybody knows about his older brother that plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He averaged, I believe, almost six yards a carry in the SEC as well. But you put those four talents in there with Georgia losing a Dejon Edwards and a Kendall Milton, and Georgia's running back room got supremely uh, reloaded for the 2024 class. Looking at the offensive lineman here, the, the reason why I don't give this kind of an A-plus grade or an A grade is you don't really have that top 50 overall recruit in the offensive line like Georgia's had in the years past. You think about last year with Monroe Freeling. You think about the year before with Ernest Green the third. Uh, that's the 2022 class. You keep going 2021, you had an Amarius Mims. 2020, you had Broderick Jones. I think the standard for Georgia is one of those five-star guys or at least a top 50 guy. And you've got Daniel Calhoun, who I think is going to play a lot of great football early in Athens. He's right, comes around number 90 overall, number 100 overall. And actually, uh, Mike Uni, uh, the four-star out of Kemper, Texas, already in Athens as well. He actually wound up the highest-rated offensive lineman in his class at like number 93 overall. The big thing that sticks out to me is uh, this is a big class in volume, but it's also a big class offensive line-wise on the hoof. You've got so many guys that here in this class that I think everybody in this class, not only you have six guys, you have six guys that are all at least six feet, five inches, and 320 pounds or more. You have three guys that are at least six feet, seven inches, that kind of size is rare for Georgia, and that's where I kind of give them uh, an A minus right now on the rating. Uh, folks want to quabble. You want to say it's an A. You know, I probably wouldn't go too hard in the paint with a disagreement on that, considering the volume and the size. I think there's underrated gems here in the class, and uh, now you're Daniels, who's got a lot of high ceiling here. Marquez easily is probably, from what I'm hearing, been as just as impressive as. Uh, Daniel Calhoun has been so far in Athens during those winter workouts. And then you got Marcus Harrison, another six foot seven plus guy uh, out of upstate New York that I think is actually going to play a lot of great ball for Georgia as well. So that's what your offensive side, uh, for the first of our offensive slides looks like, looks like for the 2024 report card in Athens. Uh, switching on, I think you've got a few more positions on the offense to look about. Look at, we're going to take a look at, you know, tight ends. What is that grade? What's the wide receiver grade? What is the uh, specialist grade look like? You see right here, you see another A plus. Let's just start at the bottom. Drew Miller, when you sign the nation's number one punter, that's a really, really strong lead way how the dogs can lean into an A plus here. But the thing is, as I look at the potential return guys in this class, you see guys like Showtime Tuggle, you see Sokovi White, you see Nate Frazier, you see Dwight Phillips, who we just mentioned earlier. A lot of guys in this class that can return kicks and punts, and that's why I think that pushes that specialist grade up to an A+. I also see like a lot of guys uh, on this 
2024 class that before they can get really on the field first and second team reps in Athens, I see a lot of guys that will be aces on special teams. Uh, let's continue from the bottom here. I think Georgia gets an A there with Colton Heinrich and Jaden Riddell. Both of those guys are in Athens already. Jaden's actually a four-star. Colton is actually the three-star. Uh, Jaden is out of Raymore, Missouri. Um, Colton is actually out of Coral Springs, Florida. But those two guys, Jaden, you're already hearing lots of great things about Jaden, his size, how fast he runs, um, kind of hitting some of the same GPS numbers that are pretty special. Even in a 230-pound body, he's put on a lot of weight. He's really looked good. Probably this one, the wide receivers, are probably going to be the most controversial here. I think the high school wide receiver group is only two guys. Um, I think amazing things are going to happen with Sokovi White in Athens, uh, the four-star out of Cartersville. I think he's going to become a fan favorite. Showtime Tuggle is that. I think he wound up like number 102 overall. He was an All-American wide receiver. So Georgia only got one of those, but I think this grade gooses up a little bit when you add the number one transfer portal receiver, at least for 24-7 sports, or at least one of the national services there in London. Humphreys, you get a guy that's played in the SEC. Colby Young is actually a transfer from Miami, but he's actually out of Scranton, Pennsylvania, for all those fans of The Office. You know what I'm talking about when I mention Scranton. Uh, Michael Jackson, he's actually a three-star transfer out of uh, USC hasn't really produced a whole lot at USC, but that's another guy that you hear great things that are happening for him already. You add in those three transfer portal guys, and you get a B plus for that. What do you guys think about the grade so far? Is some of those too high or some of those too low? Do you you think one of those is a little too too friendly right there? Is a little too too nice there for the 2024 class and the number one class in the country? Well, you're going to look at this next slide. And to me, these are kind of not debatable. This is the real strength of the class. And, wow, you're getting two A-pluses here. I don't know how you could not give them two A-pluses. Look at Georgia right there. Let's start with defensive backs. Uh, Ellis Robinson, the number two player in the country, the number one corner. K.J. Bolden, the number one safety in the country. DeMello Jones is now a top 50 overall recruit. He's rated as a number three safety, but he'll be a corner in Athens. And then you got Andre Evans, another top 85-ish, top 90 overall recruit. All of Georgia's four high school signees were top 100 uh, prospects at defensive backs. That's pretty sporty. You see there you've got the number one safety. You've got the number one corner. Ellis was actually rated as the number two all-time highest-rated prospect in Georgia history due to the metrics and the algorithms there on uh, 24-7 sports. So that is rarefied air. You throw in four-star Alabama transfer uh, Jake Pope out of Buford, and I don't know how that could not be an A-plus. That one's kind of not debatable in my mind's eye. You look at the linebackers, same thing. You got the number one linebacker in the country in Justin Williams. You got the number three linebacker in the country in Chris Cole. And that's never been done before. Georgia, you have to go all the way back to 2010 and Alec Ogletree to find the last time Georgia signed a linebacker that finished number one overall in the country. That's Alec Ogletree, way, way, way back, way back when. He played a lot of safety in high school, but he was rated as a linebacker. Uh, fact checkers out there, they'll, they'll, they'll want to know. Shmal Munden was the number four linebacker. Xavier Sori was the number three linebacker. And Nicobe Dean was the number two linebacker. Uh, Roquan Smith wasn't even one of the top five linebackers in his class. He was actually rated as an outside linebacker. 
you keep going there. That's why Justin Justo Williams is pretty special. Oh, and then you're going to throw in another top 10 linebacker and an under, another Under Armour All-American there. And Christopher C. Jones, another early enrollee out of Stafford, Virginia. The defensive line group gets an A, and I give that an A because of the transfer portal boost here from Xavier McLeod. Xavier was Mr. Football in the state of South Carolina as a, ju- as a, as a senior in the 2023 class, but he ended up at South Carolina. He played in four games. He redshirted and then transfers to Georgia. That gives Georgia a lot of upside in this class. You look at Joseph Jonah Johnny at the top. He's the five-star, top 25 overall prospect in the class. Um, really just recently turned 17 back in November. He's put on something like 45 pounds over the last 16 months or so. Got a bright future in Athens. Very strong. You should have seen uh, the look on Zion Logue's face at the Orange Bowl afterward when I asked him about uh, Joseph Jonah Ajanye and his future. Nasir Johnson is a guy whose stock really skyrocketed. He's grown. He's already up to like 6'4", 6'5", now out of Dublin, Georgia. That was a Florida flip. He was rated as high as the number 52 overall player in the country by 24-7 sports. You've got two All-Americans right there in Jordan Thomas and Justin Green that happen to be the number three and the number four in the defensive line rotation. Uh, Travion Scott's rotation sort of sounds like the 95 Braves or something like that when you start bringing up you know, what the one, two, three, four, and five DLs look like in this rotation. Quintavious Johnson, one of the most impressive specimens in the class out of Mays High School. He'll be an outside linebacker, first off with Chidera Uzu Deribe's group, but he's a guy that I can see given his body and frame growing into a defensive end at Georgia. And then Namandi Ogboko out of Durham, North Carolina, another guy that's really impressed a lot of guys early on at Georgia. He's only been playing football for two years, so – that right there is your 2024 report card. Try to kind of breeze through those guys. Kind of try to breeze through those guys right there. But that, my friends, is a really quick way where I could hand out the end of the semester, the final class grades for the 2024 Georgia recruiting class right there in Athens. What would you think? Is there a group that you think is highly rated or underrated or overrated? That's what the comment section is for right there for everybody here on National Signing Day here on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. Number two, guys, number two on our big five, and we're going to talk about that earlier. Well, we mentioned earlier the Bulldog Points of Pride. This is a very special class. If you saw the story on dognation.com, you saw where I had 24 kind of quick as a hiccup reasons why this Georgia 2024 class is special. And for me, a guy that's been covering this program since 2015 with its recruiting efforts, the thing for me that this class had to answer was pretty simple. Is it Was this the type of class when it was all said and done and signed and sealed that folks could say, yeah, that's what Georgia's recruiting class should look like after it won back-to-back national championships as the king of college football? Did Georgia get any momentum? Did Georgia get any boost off that? Well, take a look. We've got a lot of reasons why this class stands out. Um, Georgia finished number one nationally. That's the first time since 2020. They signed the number two all-time recruit in uh, Ellis Robinson IV, the only recruit that Georgia has ever signed, according to that 24 sports algorithm all time, was Justin Fields now in the uh, 2018 class. Of course, Mr. Fields didn't last in Athens long. Uh, They signed the number one or number two overall prospect in Robinson. That's the first time since Nolan Smith in 2019. I looked through all this research this week. They signed two of the nation's top five prospects, according to the 24-7 sports composite ratings. 
uh, for the first time ever. And I use the 24-7 Sports Composite because that's the rating that's the blend of all of them, and that's the one that's been around for the longest, kind of combining all the different recruiting services. Rankings, they signed three of the nation's top 15 for the first time since 2018. That's uh, Ellis Robinson, Justin Williams, and K.J. Bolden. They signed four of the top 25. That's for the first time since 2020. They signed five or more five-star recruits for that third straight year. They signed seven or more of the nation's top 50 prospects, prospects also for the third straight cycle. Guys, let me put that into perspective. Mark Rick's kind of last few years in Athens, uh, they, signed, they signed three uh, top 100 prospects, excuse me, four top 100 prospects in the 2013 class. That was... Lorenzo Carter, that was uh, that was Lorenzo Carter, that was uh, uh, Sonny Michelle. <laughs> Sorry, my watch is talking to me here. They signed uh, they signed Lorenzo Carter, they signed Sonny Michelle, they signed Nick Chubb. That was in the 2014 class, not the 2013 class. And then the and then in the 2013 class, they signed one top 100 recruit. So across two two years, right there, 2013 and 2014, just 10 years ago, pre Kirby Smart. Uh, Georgia signed a combined five top 100 prospects in two seats, two cycles. And Georgia, look at that right there, that last slide. They signed seven uh, in this year alone inside the top 50, not the top 100. That's the way Georgia and Kirby Smart gets down on the recruiting trail. That's why there's a show called Before the Hedges each and every week on Dog Nation's channels brought to you by Kroger. The second one of them, we got a lot of points of pride here, actually condensed a lot. They signed four prospects rated number one overall at their position for the first time since 2018. That's Drew Miller, that's Justin Williams, that's K.J. Bolden, and that's Ellis Robinson. They signed the nation's number one corner for the first time since 2020. That was Keely Ringo way back then. Signed the number one linebacker for the first time since 2010. That was Alec Ogletree. Uh, signed the number one safety in K.J. Bolden for the first time ever. I went and looked back. Uh, lots of guys. Uh, Richard LeCount was number two. Lewis Seen was number three. Malachi Starks was an athlete. He was not rated as a safety. That's how special that was. Uh, Georgia signed the nation's number one and number three linebackers in a class for the first time. They also signed the number one and number three safety prospects in a class for the first time. They signed their highest rated running back, uh, the number two overall back this year, Nate Frazier. That's the first time since 2018. That was Zamir White way back when. They signed 19 All-Americans. Those were prospects that were named to either the All-American Bowl or the Under Armour All-American game. That is pretty sporty there. And this, this stat blows my mind. They signed seven or more top 100 prospects this cycle just to play on the defensive side of the ball in Athens. Folks, to me, that's the type of bragging rights that this class has. That's the type of class that Georgia wins back-to-back national championships, the type of class that should, shine, should sign in the uh, cycle of 2024. Guys, that is number two on our Dog Nations Before the Hedges Big Five brought to you by Kroger. We mentioned earlier there's some news coming this week. There was some little bit of news this week. The little bit of news this week is earlier today, Jeremy Flight Bell, preferred walk-on, at one time committed to Indiana. He turned down Power Five scholarships to become a preferred walk-on in Athens. That was his kind of his dream. He ran around Sanford Stadium on, on the bridge as a little kid. He's from Clinch County in Homerville. Everybody knows Homerville. That's the place that's produced uh, dogs like uh, Chauncey Monock, 
Uh, remember him in the 2016 class, but also more recently, Tresman Marshall uh, down there and really down there in that red clay in South Georgia. Jeremy Bell, three-star, ends up with about you know 900 yards rushing, about you know decent little stats as a running back, kind of an all-over gadget player there for uh, Clinch County. He uh, he also plays receiver. He caught four passes as a receiver, and I think that's probably where he'll show up in Athens. You see him. He visited Georgia this past weekend. He caught 16 balls this past year, 414 yards and four touchdowns. You see him go and get the ball right here. Ended up with 16 rushing touchdowns on the ground, 943 yards rushing. You look at him here coming out of the backfield. And this is a preferred walk-on guy. He made his preferred walk-on commitment earlier today at 9.30 a.m. Down in Homerville, look at that long strider right there. Got some defensive highlights as well. That's a guy that will certainly help with the number situation in this area. Can do a lot of things. You see him there. Flight Bell's got a kickoff return game or two. You see him right there kind of splitting the wedge, making a guy miss. That poor kicker didn't even try there. That is, he might look like he was hurt right there. Jeremy Flight Bell got a lot of highlights. We wanted to show you a sample of him right there. That's the drop circus ring right there, the fire ring right there. He can kind of go in motion and go get the football and score the football as well. Preferred walk-on one time. I think he's rated as one of the maybe top 40 athletes, 50 athletes in the country. Rated as a three-star, one-time committed to Indiana. He decides that's too far away from home and from Mama and those good folks there in Homerville and Clinch County right there. That is Jeremy uh, Bell right there. Preferred walk-on and watch him take this punt return right here and scoot and go and erase angles right there. Preferred walk-on. So that's the kind of a one of the additional feathers in the clap for Georgia's in the cap for Georgia's preferred walk-on program right there. That was the guy that committed to Georgia earlier today. The other big news this week happened earlier this week, and everybody likes to talk about quarterbacks. Remember last week we were discussing quarterbacks. We had a Dog Nation conversation with Ryan Montgomery. Well, we're all about fair and balanced here with our news and our quarterback. I know this is a very much a political year in our country, but here at Dog Nations Before the Hedges by Kroger, we're giving equal airtime to equal quarterbacks here, especially the four-star quarterbacks in this class. Here's Matt Zellers. He made some news today. He announced kind of a final four. He's down to four schools. Really big arm, really big size there. He's got a lot of local ones. He's actually from Philadelphia metro area. He's named his top four. You got Pitt, you got Penn State, two in-state schools. You got Mizzou, who actually announced a lot of NIL money, $12 million of it going into its NIL fund this week from a $62 million donation. $50 million is going to the facilities, $12 million is going to NIL, and then them dogs down in Georgia. You want to know what Zellers is all about. You know, big guy. Look at his – Look at he's got a little wiggle, got a little run to him right there. He's going to be able to get those first downs from that big frame. He ran for about 420 yards and seven touchdowns in his junior year. But I think the thing that jumps out for the quarterback right here is he's completed – of his passes. Again, he's playing in an area that's just north of Philadelphia. So there's some decent football up there in Pennsylvania. There's some big schools in those suburbs. Uh, He threw 37 touchdown passes a year ago. Only two interceptions. He's hitting double coverage right there. Turned that into a 50-50 ball right there. 37 touchdowns. Only two interceptions. He likes to throw that sucker up and let his guy go get it. 
2,917 yards was what he was credited with for his junior year. Yeah, it kind of asks me. It kind of feels like there's a lot, lot of momentum here around Matt Zellers. Could he be the guy, the quarterback commitment in this class? Of course, there's the Julian Juju Lewis issue there as well. Can the dogs flip him from USC? I really think the dogs have a chance here. You hear a lot of noise behind the scenes about Georgia having a good shot, mainly with Juju because the dogs present the opportunity to win. Uh, the best talent in the state of Georgia are going to be at Georgia. Best talent in the country are going to be at Georgia. And that's the type of thing that Julian, uh, kind of the special talent that he is, he can kind of uh, win a lot of ball games and kind of play in a lot of big games uh, during his college career. And that's the thing that Georgia's going to have to work with, among a couple other reasons why he would remain committed uh, to his current commitment in USC right there. So uh, there you go, Matt Zellers. He's got a top four. The dogs made the top four. Looks like they're going to have to fight with uh, the fighting Drinkowitzes out of Missouri and also the in-state schools in Pennsylvania and also uh, Penn State. So, guys, that was number four on your number four on your big four. Uh, coming up now, like I said earlier, who wants to hear from Chauncey Bowens? Who wants to see this week's Dog Nation conversation? Pretty cool chat I had with Chauncey. He talked about that. I don't know if you guys remember it, but – his Instagram was going, or somebody was somebody was live. Maybe it wasn't Chauncey, but his Instagram back in his visit, uh, he actually flipped from Georgia to Florida in the middle of one of those photo shoots. Those photo shoots are now no longer allowed, according to the new NCA rules. Those can only happen on official visits now with the new NCA recruiting calendar and those rules going into effect. But before that happened, Georgia kind of created a viral memory. He was committed to Florida, but when he was announcing, he was basically hanging out with the guys and trying on the Georgia gear. He told everybody in the locker room that he was flipping to Georgia. You kind of hear Chauncey's side of this story right here. Check it out on our Dog Nation conversation on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. I think the most important question I try to ask every athlete, man, football's hard. You love it, but some days you don't love it. You know what I mean? When coach says go to the line, for you, why do you play football? What's your reason why? What's your why? Um, just my family, honestly. Um, no, we're a big football family. Yeah, I, I don't really have a, a background of anything else outside of that. So um, just big football family. Now, I've been growing up around it. You know, my brothers have played it. My family, my dad played it. My granddad played it. So, I mean, just being like growing up in that um I always want to make them proud and I always want to do the best to put them in the best environment situation for the future. So now I know most Georgia fans do not follow your Instagram, but I think the videos came out where you're literally flipping in the middle of the yeah. photo shoot. Did you know that nobody had ever done that before? What was the reaction like? Um so funny story, so I actually didn't know that it got recorded until the next day when I met with Coach Smart and Coach Smart told me he's like, Oh yeah, uh, by the way, just like ignore all the hate and stuff that you're getting on Twitter. He's like, he's like, you know, like, we have a rule that our guys, like, we don't look at it, like, we don't respond to anything. And basically, um, he told me that it was, like, the second, like, most trending, like, sports article in, in the U.S. So I'm like, huh, like, what's he talking about? And I got on Twitter, and I ended up, the video was the first thing that popped up. And I saw it had, like, over a million views, and I was like, oh. And then after that, it was just, I mean, DMs were just flooded, getting mentioned by everyone. So it was, it was crazy. How many DMs? Thousand? Nah, probably not a thousand. Definitely, definitely in the hundreds, though, for sure. Think about all the teammates yeah. you've gotten the chance to meet right now. Uh, who's impressed you? Out of of your guys, future Georgia teammates. Um, really all of them. Uh, I haven't got to watch our defensive guys much, but I mean, really all of them. Um, I know 
in the scrimmage, uh, in the scrimmage, I watched Nate a lot. Nate did good in the scrimmage, yeah. So they impressed me the most. But I haven't really watched our guys too much. Why was it Georgia for you? Like, was it? A, I sound like from what I heard, what I learned and knew, you're really good with Florida. But then you saw Georgia. I think I remember Dwight Phillips telling me he went that he was there when you were there, and it was like, man, I think he likes it. He like like when did Georgia kind of turn your head away from Florida? How'd that happen? Um, just really, kind of like the brotherhood. You know, I came there and at first I thought, like I said, I thought I was 100% committed to Florida. Um, I thought that was gonna just gonna be the place to be for me. And then once I ended up taking my first visit to Georgia, I was just like, talked to Coach McGee, you know, went through the whole visit, you know, went over things I can improve on. After that, I was like, all right, like I know where I'm going. Call that one. I call that one. You guys remember growing up as kids, the Scooby-Doo ending where I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids and they pull somebody's mask off. Well, that was a Scooby-Doo ending, but that, that right there is different. That's a Brandon Adams ending. Whenever I can end a recruiting dog nation conversation with a happy ending, at least for my buddy Brandon, where uh, you talk about a Georgia dog talking about decommitting and flipping from those lousy stinkings to, to the dogs, that would be a Brandon Adams happy ending right there. So pretty good stuff there. Chauncey Bowens, great spirit about the young man, great story to the young man. Uh, as well, that his actually his head coach is actually uh, we'll write that story soon. His head coach is actually former uh, Florida quarterback Eric Kressler. Everybody remembers Eric slinging it around for the old ball coach right there. But Georgia got a good one um, from kind of the Palm Beach area, North Palm Beach area there down in Florida. So, folks, that was five. I just gave you five big five here on National Signing Day. Uh, very quiet uh, on the Western Front or on the Southeastern Conference Front. Uh, for Georgia on National Signing Day. I can't tell you over the last couple of days, some friends from, reached out and they said, man, this was the day that I used my PTO day in February because I would go down and people would go to the Blind Pig or they'd go to another spot in Athens or they'd kind of rally around a buddy's man cave or whatever and they'd kind of listen to the fax machine or wait for reports of the class building and signing in Athens it's kind of a, as I wrote this week on dognation.com, that's kind of one of those gone the way of the iPod, gone the way of the six-disc CD changer over the last six, seven, eight years right now. Really not a thing. A lot of debate right now, a lot of discussion about kind of like, you know, does the early signing period need to go any even sooner? Should it go in like July? Should it go in August? Should recruits be able to sign anytime they want to? That's all good fodder for debate right now as well. I actually think that, Recruits should be able to sign August 1st, maybe make it really early and give them an out clause if there's the event of a coaching change or a coordinator change or something like that. But uh, I think that's what the, the big conferences, the big schools in college football would want. The sooner you sign, the sooner you can figure out what your roster is going to look like, uh, the better they will feel about their day-to-day fortunes of their recruiting program. That's five. That's the big five here on Dog Nation. What we do after the big five, we come at you with the QOTW. What does that mean? That is the question of the week. Always love that spiffy graphic there created by the amazing Miss Mansell, Kaylee Mansell. But this week's question of the week is, uh, I like this one. Which recruitment do you feel will be the toughest for Georgia win in the 2025 class? I'd love to hear what you guys think are, are going to be one of those slobber knockers, one of those, you know, Going to go the distance, one of those triple crown stakes race right there. Uh, a lot of contenders. You got five-star Elijah Griffin. You got four-star wide receiver Travis Smith. 
Uh, five-star linebacker Zayden Walker, five-star offensive tackle David Sanders Jr., five-star quarterback Juju Lewis. Uh, there's a lot of them out there, probably a lot of good guesses. Love to hear what you guys think about what do you think is trending right now and the degree of difficulty there for the 2025 class. Um, got a good one there, question of the week this week. I'm actually going to have a great one. I've already got figured out for you guys for next week. But that is your big five. That is your QOTW. Now let's go to our weekly offerings, kind of the things that you expect each and every week from here, from us here on uh, dognation.com's uh, Before the Hedges, uh, brought to you by Kroger. Let's take a look at the commitments right now, the class breakdown. Uh, you see three-star Bo Walker. You see four-star You see uh, four star Ethan Barbour, five-star Elias Williams. I think that one's actually going to be a hard one for the dogs to hold on to, but I think they can do it. Uh, three guys committed on offense. Let's look at the defensive side. You got Jaden Perlotti at linebacker. You got five-star Justice Terry there. Just two guys. I think George's class ranks right around eighth right now. We don't have the perpetual Drew Miller special team slide for this cycle. I don't see Georgia taking a punter or kicker, given that Brett Thorson's going to get another year in Athens, and then Drew Miller's coming in, and then Peyton Woodring has at least two, maybe three more years uh, in Athens there as well for the 2025 class in terms of special teams guys right there. Uh, the next thing, let's take a look at the recruiting snapshot. Georgia currently ranks eighth with its five commits at one point. Uh, it was number one in the country. They've had a few decommitments since then. All of them are in-state commitments right now. All of them are obviously in the SEC. Uh, two offensive players right now. Excuse me, three offensive players right now. Two defensive players right now. You look at that breakdown uh, top 200 commits, top 150 commits, uh, four and four. And Georgia has three top 100 commits, uh, two top 50 commits. And they do have two five stars in the class there as well in the recruiting snapshot. Everybody wonders, one of the popular questions I get, whether I'm out and about in my community at the aisles of my favorite Kroger, local Kroger grocery store, or somebody sees me out and about in downtown Woodstock, they always want to know who the next guy, uh, when's the next time Georgia might get a commitment it kind of feels like to me it's going to be maybe a month or so at least before Georgia gets them. I think the heaviest concentration of commitments are going to come that May, June, July um, timeline, that uh, that kind of express lane for commitments. That's kind of the norm right there after the official visits there whatsoever. And now this is what you guys want to see, kind of top targets. Changes with the top targets this week. Uh, the recent commitment of Naeem offered the uh, talented five-star corner out of Birmingham. He chose Ohio State over the last week, and now Ohio State, I believe, has the number one and the number two corners committed in the country for 2025. Top early targets, David Sanders, he's still their number one. And what I can tell you with David, I've written a lot about him recently. You know, you heard from Robert Gathers last week. You heard what his parents, how his parents feel about Georgia. You heard what David feels about Georgia. Kirby Smart and the dogs visited him late last week, right before the dead period had closed. But uh, that one right there might be one of my top contenders for the hardest recruitment for the Georgia Bulldogs to win. Clemson's really in that thing, folks. That's what I can tell you right there. It really sounds like um, Clemson made a move on their last visit, and it feels like to me, you know, Georgia kind of needs to get David and his family back on campus. Uh, Clemson is trying to establish some real momentum in the 2025 class. Elijah Griffin, the five-star, he took he took to visiting three schools over the over the last part of January as well. Zayden Walker, Travis Smith, Juan Gaston Jr., the talented offensive tackle. Now, he's so huge, a lot of the industry, a lot of folks think he could be a tackle, 
should be a tackle, especially a power tackle, that right tackle. But uh, some of the services have him rated as an interior offensive lineman. He can kind of be one of those potentially a Xavier Trust-type guard uh, in Athens, Tate Ratledge-type guard in Athens. You see the interior lineman right there, Cortez Smith. You see Julian Lewis uh, out of Carrollton. Julian just visited Georgia a little over a week ago for the uh, basketball game there. Georgia really gave him something to think about. Uh, the dogs are going to try their best to try and win that recruitment, and that will be a modern recruitment with everything you got to bring to the table there. You got to give an entire presentation. You got to give an entire package. You got to give him as kind of the five-star quarterback in the class with, you know, signing NIL deals galore. He announced one recently over the past week with, a, I believe it was a, a, an athletic apparel company, mostly a yoga yoga apparel company that's based in Los Angeles as well. And that's currently the program that currently the market where he's committed to play and with the uh, Lincoln Riley and the Trojans. Look at the back half of this list. This one kind of saw a little bit of shakeup right here. You see number eight, guy who recent, recently visited Georgia um, out of um, – recently visited Georgia out of uh, New Jersey, Hillside, New Jersey right there. Uh, Darren Akinabon, he's a talented defensive end, 6'5 plus, about 240, another Nigerian native. Sounds like Coach Uzo Deribe is really connected with him. You got Josh Petty out of Fellowship Christian. You got Isaiah Gibson. Spoke a lot in great detail about Matt Zellers. Ryan Montgomery just visited Florida uh, before the dead period as well. It's one thing we got to mention on this show from uh, February the 5th to March the 4th. That's a dead period. Doesn't You can't have any face-to-face contact with recruits. Of course, you can call and text and all that, but they can't come see you. The, the coaching staffs across the country can't come see them. Bryce Davis, uh, former high school teammate of Georgia, sophomore defensive tackle Jamal Jarrett out of Greensboro. He's made a lot of trips to Athens. Mason Short, another guy that Clemson's coming after with both barrels in the 2025 class as well out of Evans. Of course, he decommitted from uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide after the big Nick Saban news last month. Jared Smith, another guy out of the state of Alabama, uh, Thompson High School in Alabaster, big six foot five plus edge uh sort uh he's been to georgia multiple times there as well those are your top early targets let's take a look at the guys that are kind of just off the list this list continues to grow as we kind of try to piece together a lot of names we're hearing eric winter is a talented linebacker out of enterprise high school you see uh and quan figgins and you look on this list you see a lot of guys from the state of alabama one two three four guys from the state of alabama dj pickett nation's number one safety uh, C.J. Wiley, really talented uh, wide receiver out of Milton High School, the defending 7A champions in the state of Georgia. A protege of our friend uh, Terrence Edward. Usmani Chroma out of uh, Usmani Chroma, excuse me, out of Lee's County High School in Leesburg, Georgia. Uh, Ty Jackson, a very talented linebacker, great in coverage. Alvin Henderson, that's the young man that averaged 16 yards per carry and had almost 3,800 yards rushing as a high school junior. Zion Grady, the number one edge in the country. Uh, Christian Gass out of Eastside High. Shout out Eric Stokes. Uh, kind of merging as a recruit in this cycle in state. Christian Garrett, uh, Prince Avenue Christian, Bogart, Georgia. Jamari Bryce out of Cartersville. So it seems like the dogs are getting a little bit up more that Floyd County, Northwest Georgia corridor more uh, than in previous years. Thomas Blackshear, been to Georgia a lot out of Calvary Day in Savannah. And then Anquan Newboy Fegans out of Alabaster, Alabama as well. Teammates with Jared Smith, uh, another guy that 
kind of you think, think about the list of possibles, strong mutual interest with both. Um, those guys right there would make that list right there. Guys, that's your top targets. We've kind of had ourselves a busy show. We've had our Dog Nation conversation. Let me show you this. Now, let's, let's be clear here. This is Brandon's studio. And, but one of the things I saw in one of his recent shows is he was kind of going through his memorabilia wall. And Brandon, Brandon's the memorabilia guy on the, Georgia, on, the, on the Dog Nation team. Like, he's the guy that's got some really cool stuff. But, you know, one of the things when I saw that, it made me think of my uh, dear, dear, beloved first grade teacher, uh, Myrna Thomas. And when I was in first grade, uh, there were three really big dogs on campus at the University of Georgia. I believe we had, if memory serves, we had a – basically they put a scra- scraps, kind of geometric shapes of construction paper um, in a table, and it was in the middle of the table, and you had to pull out, I think, a selection. I think you had to pull out like five or six. It looks like I've got like six there or whatever. And you had to try and make a picture out of it. Um, and then you know, I used a lot more than six because you see what I did with the britches right there. I had the white britches. Apparently that was before, you know, the silver got really popular. But um, for me, that might have what it looked like through my family's black and white TVs or watching the dogs or whatever. But maybe that's what a first grader does. But I put together uh, three Georgia Bulldogs. You got Buck Ballou. You got Herschel Walker. You got Lindsey Scott there. I believe this was somewhere around 1981, uh, maybe 1982. Uh, but uh, this was 82, I believe, but because Buck and uh, – but anyway, my, my great first-grade teacher, uh, bless her heart, really sweet lady, she's a big, she was a big Georgia fan uh, where I grew up in North Georgia, and she somehow got that up to Athens and got that signed by those three guys right there. Uh, when family members see it, they always kind of go crazy about the, the way Jeffrey spelled his name right there. But uh, one of the things I wanted to do in the new studio, I just wanted – I just thought, you know – that was such a touching gift from my first grade teacher. Shout out to all you teachers out there everywhere that I thought, you know, you know, Brandon's got the wall. We got cousin Eddie over there. We got blind Eddie, the squirrel, but I thought maybe I'd share that and show that to you guys here on, uh, before the hedges brought to you by Kroger. Uh, certainly appreciate everybody hanging out. Sorry. Certainly appreciate everybody, uh, checking in on national signing day. It was kind of a yawner, uh, national signing day. Georgia got a commitment, a preferred walk on commitment. We handed out grades here on the class guys. I hope you enjoyed the show i like to thank everybody on the Dog Nation production team, Jay Black, Kaylee Mansell, for making this show possible. Really want to thank each and every one of you guys out here for joining us here on another Wednesday night in Athens, Wednesday night from, from Atlanta, excuse me, Sandy Springs, talking about that program in Athens. They have the number one recruiting class in the country again. Uh, 22 out of the 28 signees are already on campus, sweating, going through Sinclair's winter workouts, trying to – test their metal and everything else. But, um, guys, it's been a good one. Thanks for hanging out. That has been your intel. I am Jeff Sintel. Certainly appreciate each and every one of you. And we'll see you guys again soon on the pages of dognation.com. Give me my theme music. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never said.